Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Espresso Epilogues. Welcome back, everyone. So today we're talking about cozy books to read in the fall because it's October. So what better time to just read some cozy books? And you guys may notice, Ari Feely and I both got mics. <laughs> I'm very excited We got mics. Mic. So excited. So now when we're recording remotely and Aspa is in Athens, I'm in London, we don't actually sound terrible. So you're welcome, you guys. We hope you enjoy this as much as we do. I just got to say your voice sounds so smooth and buttery over podcast mics. <laughs> I love it. It feels so professional. Why oh, is that so funny? Well, maybe we should do meditations. You do have a meditative voice. <laughs> Guided meditations coming right up. If we start a Patreon, maybe that will be on it. You guys will want to hear meditations, but with a, how do I put it? Like a novel themed meditation. Like a literary twist. Oh my goodness. I love this. So let's let's talk cozy books. We have eight book recommendations for you today. Some of them are predictable and some of them we hope you haven't heard of or haven't read yet because I just... I I love reading books during the season where it feels like they're meant to be read. You know what I mean? Like I have had my fair share of reading like Dark Academia on the Beach, but I feel like now it's the prime time for all of this. So let's get started. Let's do this. Let's do this. So my first book is Stoner by John Williams. And Stoner is just a beautiful classic. It's not as well known as a lot of other classics, but in my opinion, it's very beautiful. So it's about this man, William Stoner, who falls in love with literature and he has this very scholarly life. And we follow his life as he engages in his love for literature and also finds love in his own life and just human connection and... I'm quite surprised because a few Goodreads reviews, or like a lot of them actually, characterize it as a depressing story about a man with a miserable life because nothing really happens in the book. You know, he just like, he has this very quiet life, but I couldn't disagree more. I feel like the beautiful thing about this book, and it's very academic, it's it feels quite dark academia-esque, I guess. That's why I find it quite cozy. Stoner has an indifferent life in a way, but not at all miserable. So it's a very beautiful book because he lives in his own corner of the world. He's led by this all-consuming passion for literature, language, and the pursuit of knowledge. And without that, yes, the book would have been about a miserable life indeed. But I feel like, to me, Stoner was a character who found love for something and pursued it for his whole life. And even if he didn't amount to any great achievement, within that life, he experienced such real, genuine love and passion. And that's what makes the story really beautiful. Okay. And it's just, if you like stories about someone who goes about life curiously observing it and with a love for knowledge and just mundane things, I feel like you will like this story. And John Williams' writing is also very, very beautiful. It Actually, when I first read it, it just got me into creative fiction writing a lot more than before because of how eloquently the story was told. And it just really, yeah, brought it to life. So it's very beautiful. And it's a quick read. I think you should give it a try and let us know what you think. But yeah, that's my first book. Okay. Could you talk to me about the love he has for his work so yeah i'll tell you 
There's one quote from the book that says, sometimes immersed in his books, there would come to him the awareness of all that he did not know, of all that he had not read. And the serenity for which he labored was shattered as he realized the little time he had in life to read so much, to learn what he had to know. This kind of captures it. Like he was led by such a curiosity and just a passion for learning. And I really resonate with that. I love that. I'm all about just like intellectual exploration and finding joy within those activities. So I guess it felt very relatable in some ways. And it was nice to read about these mundane things, but made so central to this man's life. So it's about perspective too. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I honestly love this book. Five solid stars. Five solid stars. Okay. It's going strong. Yeah. How about you? Do you know Next how many pages? Up. Do you know how many pages it is? It's 288 pages according okay. to Goodreads. So that's a quick read. You could easily yeah. you mm-hmm. could it is, it is. in a day or two. All right. I like that. So my first pick for Cozy Reads is Babel or Babel, depending on where you're from. It's a recent book, actually, and it's written by R.F. Quang, who I'll go into in just a minute. But let me give you the synopsis. So it's a story about a young boy named Robin who is from China originally. And he's his family has died of cholera. And an English professor who's traveling in China takes him from China to England and thrusts him into an incredibly intense academic schedule in order to get him into the mm-hmm. Royal Institute of Translation at Oxford, also known as Babel. And throughout his studies... Mm-hmm. You know, he obtains an, an incredible amount of knowledge, not only about translation and languages, but also about, you know, the British Empire and its dominance for decades. So it also touches up on a lot of history and colonialism. And throughout his years of studying, Robin kind of eventually discovers the the true history of British colonialism and the Institute of Oxford. But this he accomplishes through his relationship with the secret society he joins called the Hermes Society, which his three classmates, Rami, Letty, and Victoire, are able to also take part in. And because of their unique ability and their unique understanding on their respective languages of study. This book, I must tell you that beyond the academic setting, it is incredibly dense in the best way. It's full of history of anecdotes it's so incredibly rich Mm -hmm. the story building is very powerful and the language that the author uses is stunning for one i really do think that rf kuang is a true genius and get this the author herself is not only a graduate of oxford but also cambridge can you believe that damn okay queen (laughs) and is now studying at Yale University for a PhD. This person is still a student. Can you believe that? And I think with me, when it comes to cozy reads, I really like to read lengthy books. And this is quite a lengthy book. I'd call it a mammoth, honestly. It's, I think, 570 pages long. So if you have the time during the fall, you know, when the weather gets crisp and you're able to cozy up under a blanket, then this would be a great read for Mm -hmm. you. The language isn't too difficult. That's really nice. Yes, yes, yes. It's very, you know, it's a big page turner. My one thing... is So it's fast-paced. It's pretty... That's the thing is it's not fast... 
paced in a sense because it's got a lot of anecdotes and I think that sometimes that was a little bit of a bummer for me because it was RF I believe the author gets a little bit carried away when it comes to explaining the translation given that the author is also a linguist so very very familiar with language mm-hmm. and loves to not show off her abilities but loves to really dive deep into pretty much every single aspect of it and so sometimes it gets a little bit long interesting sometimes it like gets a little bit stuck and i think that's when it comes to the world building it could have been a little bit stronger there but i think if you're able to put together such an organic fantasy world and able to really make an institution like oxford give it a whole different dimension i really think that that's an incredibly talented thing to do so it really, yeah. in my opinion, is also inspired from the secret history a little bit, you know, with the secret society. Yeah, I think yeah. so many of these books probably are. are yeah, you're so bit. right. Yeah. But listen, if they're doing something, if they're creating a great, if if they're creating a great new world, a great new story, then why not, you know? Exactly. So moving on from that very fittingly, I guess we honestly can't do such an episode without mentioning the secret history uh, so i mean yeah that's my next book because i mean what is an episode on cozy fall books without the secret history like i know we've talked about this book if you have already listened to our previous episodes we're gonna try not to repeat ourselves too much but to me that book is the epitome of cozy and wintry like i really i think Pretty much anyone listening probably knows what The Secret History is all about. If you haven't read it, we highly, highly recommend it. And I think October, November is such a perfect season to read it in. And to me, the setting and Donatart's writing and the descriptions of everything, the atmosphere, the characters, the themes it touches on, even the philosophical themes that the characters explore through their classes, all of that just feels like so cozy and immersive you know and there's suspense there's mystery yeah there's philosophy it kind of makes you want to go back to university I mean I've graduated now but (laughs) it makes me miss being in a a cozy classroom setting I'm not doing a PhD right now (laughs) and you also went to a very dark academic oh my god yes aesthetic university I went to the University of Glasgow for my undergrad and I mean, if you've seen that place and walked around it, it I see cool. TikToks sometimes Is with it? with a Donatart audio, like filming parts of the university. I'm like, exactly. That's what it feels like. <laughs> so that was very immersive to read when I was there. Oh my goodness. I was in the middle of a heat wave when I read it. So kudos to me for being able to. Oh my God. I know. I know. There You're so brave. <laughs> I mean, it's funny we mentioned, you know, reading books in the, the, the complete opposite setting but it was that's how much like that's how immersive that book was so if you haven't read it take our word on it you can do it if you live in the sahara desert you can still do it the mind takes you yeah it's all about it's imagination all about the mindset and imagination of course of course exactly you know those like memes and tiktoks of whenever september 1st hits like immediately whether it's hot or not like hot girls put out their fall decorations well that's what the hot readers do is the second it hits September 1st on the calendar, you start reading Dark Academia. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next up, your turn. Okay, so my next book. 
And I apologize to all of those listeners out there that are not a fan of this book, but I chose Little Women because I believe Little Women, quite like The Secret History, is also one of the staples of dark, not dark academia, cozy reads. And I'll tell you why, in short words. This isn't AP literature class. I'm not going to go too deep in the synopsis because I'm assuming that most people have an idea of what goes on, but in very broad terms, and I'll explain to you in a second why I've decided to do this. I'll give you a synopsis. The novel follows one family's adventures and challenges as they grow up and face lots of pursuit of individualism and experience of love and heartbreak and support through it all. So basically, it's the heartwarming tale of the sisterhood in a family. And why do I think this is a cozy read? Well, I think that if you're able to get into this from less of like an AP literature class, less of an essay writing mindset (laughs) and you start to actually go into it thinking of various themes whether that's like the domestic setting because it is set in Massachusetts which is a cold state when I think of Massachusetts I think of like the cold and the snow and the countryside so that is quite I I think a cozy setting you may think of love and friendship Mm -hmm. and love is quite love love and cozy are not synonyms, but you can often pair the two together. And it's got a lot. I really of, love that. Yeah. yeah, it's quite sweet. So I would I would approach it with that with that ideal. And I think the movie by Greta Gerwig, it's got a very cozy image to True. it. True. Will, but if you approach it, I believe from those themes, then I'm sure that you will find this quite a cozy read. Other themes you can think of that I really liked when I read it were the coming of age of this novel, of course, gender roles and expectations, that one's a given, but also the idea of education and reading Mm -hmm. together. So reading really does dive into a cozy activity, if you will. It's funny how a lot of these books go back to education and back to reading itself. It's kind of meta, but I think it makes sense inevitably because, as you said, that is a cozy activity in itself i agree what is your next book ari well my next book is white nights by dostoevsky and i love this book it's very short it's 80 pages and it's a beautiful classic a beautiful introduction to dostoevsky's work if you haven't read anything and a very different type of book than his other ones. And Mm -hmm. so what happens in White Nights is it's about this very romantic and kind of melancholic story set in 19th century St. Petersburg. And the main character, he is a dreamer. He's a major introvert and he lives very much in his head. And over four nights, he basically randomly meets this girl, Nastenka, who is equally lonely and they very quickly bond over shared stories and emotions and their connection. And as they basically hang out during those nights, there's this whole, you know, will they, won't they (laughs) kind of energy going on. And the story very beautifully dives into these themes of unrequited love, loneliness, and the whole idea of finding connection in a vast, indifferent city and life. And it's it's a very short but very powerful read that is very atmospheric. And 
it feels very misty, very like, That's you know, it, its core theme is just love, but the setting itself and the the drama of it all in the way that it's told Ooh. is very immersive. Okay. If you've ever had like a sleepless night <laughs> pondering life and love, you would probably love this. So I think it's quite an easy read for anyone. Like I think I would recommend it to most people listening to this podcast because if you're here, I feel like you would enjoy this. So yeah, five stars. I really love this. Your yes. words really hit different as someone who has been through insomnia. <laughs> no unpleasant, but it's a very almost out of body experience. It doesn't feel real. It's like a different reality. So if you're telling me that there is a piece of literature that reenacts that feeling, that you have just created a new interest of mine. Yeah, it's about the the longing, the thinking, mm-hmm. trying to figure out love and life and the torment of it and unrequited love and it's it's very interesting i think it's very powerful for how short it is so i I really admire that in terms of writing okay all right that is going to be up on my tbr so my next recommendation is the secret garden and you may have read this as a kid but i have absolutely fallen in love with the story it is a story about a young girl who is spoiled and very sour too and she's born to incredibly wealthy british parents in colonial india and once again Mm -hmm. in babel a cholera outbreak kills her parents and she's left to live with her very distant absent uncle and she kind of is left in this very vast estate And Mary has a whole lot of time Mm -hmm. to herself. She comes across this one door that's locked and realizes there's an overgrown garden in it. And her curiosity takes over her and she realizes this is a neglected old garden that was her Aunt Lily, her once Aunt Lily's favorite place. And she then becomes friends with a kind servant and her cousin that are then able to cater for this garden and to make it beautiful once again. And so comes Mm -hmm. this beautiful transformation of not only the garden, but also of young Mary. I note to listeners, if you are going to read this book, I highly recommend you get the illustrated edition because it has some of the most beautiful illustrations I've seen. It's absolutely stunning. That sounds so nice and i will the very intriguing like i haven't read an illustrated book in so long i love this gorgeous and my i remember because it was my father read it to us when we were kids and i remember that like it's not like a children's read but it very easily with the imagery resonates really well with children but it's a read for anyone really because it's got it's such a beautiful story i highly recommend people read it and the illustrations are very cozy as well that sounds great I really highly suggest that sounds great I haven't read it and once again let me give you a few themes that I think you very might enjoy too Mm -hmm. go into it thinking of transformation growth the beauty of nature character development of course the young Mary and her growth Mm -hmm. nature in the sense that it is therapeutic and that it brings a lot of it it's the essence of life in a sense it's everything you want to fall read. Very nice. Add it to the list. For all you listeners that are considering purchasing or renting this wonderful book, I highly recommend you choose the version that is illustrated by Inga Moore because it has some of the most beautiful illustrations I've seen in a book. So 
Highly recommend that. On to you, Erin. Noted. What is your final suggestion? So my final suggestion is If We Were Villains, which is for people that are looking for more the secret history. (laughs) I mean, that's how I stumbled upon it. And I know that's how so many people stumbled upon this book, but it's actually great in itself, of course, as well. And I mentioned this because it's the type of book that once you finish the secret history and you're like, I need more of this, that's what everyone recommends. So it's very dark academia. And it's basically the secret history meets Shakespeare. It revolves around a group of seven friends at an elite arts conservatory who are very into Shakespeare. They're very tight knit and they are putting on a play for their final year. And as they get deeper into their roles, the lines between performance and reality kind of begin to blur. And it's, it's, there's a lot of drama within their group and a lot of mystery and things get very intense, but without giving anything away, something pretty bad happens. And then basically fast forward 10 years, one of them from the group gets out of jail and tries to unravel what had really happened. And so there's a lot of suspense. There's a lot of theatrical drama and tons of Shakespearean references. So if you like Shakespeare, I think you would definitely enjoy this. It's quite a dark, twisted tale. It has friendship, love, jealousy, secrets. It's very compelling, very immersive. And I quite like the characters as well, which is always a big plus. And it kind of left me wishing that we had gone more deeply into the other characters of the book because they all seem intriguing, but it doesn't really dive into all of them in the same way at all um, within the group. But for those reasons, it's very immersive. It's definitely a page turner. And, you know, if you like The Secret History and you haven't read this, go for it. Or if you like Shakespeare and Dark Academia. Nice. I've heard the prose is quite difficult. Haven't read it, as you can tell. So I don't really remember. I think the writing didn't really stick with me much. But I think what I remember from the prose and why we might have heard that is that it's sometimes written in language that's inspired by Shakespeare, right? So that can get a bit tricky. It has acts. It's kind of structured like Shakespeare in some ways. So it's very influenced by all of that. But to me, that makes the prose more unique. Like, it's very interesting. Okay. All right. Would you recommend it to a friend that isn't into dark academia? That isn't? Mm -hmm. That's a good question, actually. If they like mystery and suspense in novels then i would yes oh okay i like Mm -hmm. that all right good to know yeah certainly pick it up i think you've convinced me more than anything to read white knights first so i think that's gonna be the top oh i'm so excited for you you can read it in one night in a literal white night if you will (laughs) oh goodness an insomnia night yeah you know what maybe yeah an insomnia night perfect read maybe (laughs) is language difficult (laughs) will it put me to sleep it's not difficult. No, actually, it's like one of the easiest of Dostoevsky's books, I think. It, it flows very, very easily. Okay. It's very, it, it feels pretty casual. I don't know if I just had a weird translation, but it felt very chill. But you next. My final recommendation, before I tell you what it is, mark my words, mark my words, this book is about to become my entire personality. Hands down. Oh my God, I'm so excited. It is called Possession by A.S. Byatt, and it is a literary and historical novel that blends romance, literary analysis, mystery, 
and Victorian poetry. Wow. I'm literally adding it to cart as we speak. (laughs) Do it. Rent it. Buy it. Borrow it. Whatever you got to do. Take this as inspiration to go read once you're done listening. So So tell us about it. Well, to be completely honest with you, I'm not very far into it. But so far, here's what I tell you. I've gotten to the point where I can tell you that it's the story of two academics, Roland and Maud, that are independently researching the lives of two Victorian poets. And as they're doing so, Mm -hmm. they kind of dive deeper into the lives of these poets and uncover some evidence for an unknown relationship of these two Victorian poets that they're researching. And oh, I love that. Yeah, so it's kind of a hidden love affair. But then I'm also not sure how this unfolds because I haven't read very much of it. But my understanding is that these two characters are also going to start growing fonder of each other. So I guess we'll have to keep reading. Wow, that sounds very nice. I sounds beautiful. It is the prose on this book is unlike anything I have ever read. Listen to this. This is one extra. In what way? Mm -hmm. Listen to the rich, beautiful language that has been used. The author writes, Tell us. Where I am, ergo, the truth of myself, my own sphinx, conflict, chaos, vortex, asymmetric to all rhythms, oblique to all paths. I am the prison between black and white, mine, own unison and duality. Wow. Okay. Damn. <laughs> Every time I, I read prose like this and I want to learn from it for my own writing, I'm just, I'm always like, this is absolutely insane. And it feels more like poetry. I quite love prose that feels like poetry. Poetry. I think this isn't a beginner friendly read. So if you're learning English now, it may be good, but it might be a challenge. But I really think if you're strong into lyricism, into just descriptive poetic writing then dive head first into this one it's a long read it's about 500 pages but do you feel like you have to spend ages trying to understand every paragraph because of the very heavy prose or does it also flow easily i guess that's my concern yeah it flows relatively easily my 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 opinion is it flows easily the story Mm -hmm. isn't hard to grasp it just it doesn't do it justice, in my opinion, to just kind of read it like a story. I feel like you have to savor these words. Some of these words, even if I don't know what they mean, like I'm going to underline them and go back to it. If it holds me back from understanding the plot, of course, I'll sit down and write it. And, yeah, and, of course. And, and look up a word. But if anything, I folded down pretty much every page of this book so far just because I've liked expression oh or words. Oh, my goodness. It's 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 a challenge. But I feel like that would be nice to annotate or read it on Kindle so that you can highlight all the beautiful prose. Good one, good one. That's a good point. So anyone has read Possession, please tell me so that we can talk. What book are you planning to read next? I guess as a little... I was just going to ask you that question. I was like, what's on your TV? Really? Yes, I swear. Well, so what's your next read besides White Knights? (laughs) Besides White Knights, I have a couple. I want to read, of course, Richard Osman's trilogy, which is now, is has just released a fourth book. So stoked to read it. The Thursday Murder Club, for those of you that don't know. It's a very sweet mm-hmm. murder mystery story. It's an easy read, very likable characters. So look forward to reading that collection. And I also picked up a book called Swimming in the Dark. And it's a story mm-hmm. about two young men in the 1980s in Poland. And it talks about, my understanding is, 
their hidden relationship and their life choices and it has been very highly regarded so i look forward to jumping into that one jack edwards king of booktube recommended it so thanks jack yeah my next read i think is going to be 100 years of solitude by gabriel garcia marquez Mm -hmm. It's been recommended to me so many times, but always very strongly. So I'm, I guess I'm very curious by it because the genre is magical realism. And my only experience so far with magical realism, I think, has been Murakami, which I've read like three or four books, I think, of his. For example, Kafka on the Shore was very much magical realism. And so was the Wind Up Bird Chronicle. And I always have like a... It's it's always very intriguing. Like I loved Kafka on the Shore, although some parts of it were so messed up. But like the mm-hmm. the vibe of it was so immersive and just unlike anything else I've ever read. Right. You're always like, what, like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially in that specific book. But with One Hundred Years of Solitude, it's a very influential novel, very interesting, very different. So I'm just honestly excited to read something so unique so maybe we'll speak about these books in a future episode to let you guys know what we think and of course please recommend us books as well on our social media like we'd love to hear your recommendations absolutely we also have to say thank you so so much because we have now like ten thousand followers on tiktok since the past month so that's absolutely insane yes we're loving it so much and you guys have made us number one ranking in the art section in certain countries and oh my god i forgot that's insane yes us just wanting to talk about books and we really didn't think people would resonate so quickly (laughs) with it so thank you so much we're super grateful so thank you guys these are our cozy book recommendations we hope you enjoy them and yeah see you guys next time see you soon see you soon